0: On. nearly
1: <laughs> hey hey hi <laughs> uh, how are you
0: well i'm fine i, I like i like many starts um, it's like um we always or like somebody's always jumping the checkered flag and we start this podcast five or six different times mm-hmm. i love it
1: mm-hmm. good
0: you know that what that means is that we're busy
1: yes we are you
0: know i mean mm-hmm. we're just really busy Mm-hmm. And you uh, give me the flag, I give you the flag. Then wait, whoop, wait, just a minute, wait a minute, you know. <laughs> Blew up an engine, got to get a new engine, just a minute, I'll be right there, call the shop.
1: Exactly, exactly. You know, and you think, okay, wait a minute, we're going to get on, and then a call comes in. Wait, hold on.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, I
1: know, I mean, that's all right.
0: What do people Good. do that never have people call them? I suppose you could buy a service that would call you every day just to say, you know, say something. I don't know.
1: That's a that's a sad reality, John. That is really sad.
0: Well, I always think of those terms, you know, like
1: I know, but you know what? That's it's called that's, find, that's a hmm.
0: Call find a eat and fill it. You know, find a need and fill it. Call people for money. Just call them up. Never mind. I mean, that's that's
1: <laughs> a great. I you know, I had to actually think about that. <laughs> oh. I'm like, huh? I mean. <laughs> You know what's what's different about that is that you're you're calling people for money, but and people are paying for you to call, which is basically a same service. If you're, you know, like for coaching or mentoring or whatever, you're paying for that service for that call. That's right, you are. You just turned it around because now it's not specifically for mentoring or coaching; it's just to be a friend.
0: Plus, it's unregulated. It's wonderful.
1: Gosh, you know? dang.
0: Uh-huh. Totally unregulated.
1: Yeah. But, I mean...
0: I've been paid for that. I have I have actually done that. I've been paid to listen to conversations and render opinions. So, you know... Oh, sure. Sure. So, same basically, same, just the reverse of the same idea.
1: Yeah, but that's... Yeah, I mean, you, that's different. You know, it's like <laughs> paying you for your expertise is one thing. That's That's the same as mentoring or coaching you know but to pay to have a friend (laughs) actually (laughs) i saw something like that on instagram and they were saying you could go to fiverr and you know be a listener just be an empathetic listener and put your service on there
0: well okay all We have a sponsor. I mean, we have a sponsor sending us money. Yeah. You know, right now mm-hmm. from Spain of all places, but it's okay.
1: Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> we say thank you. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: You know, yeah, we're no, sponsored it's... in
0: Spain. Um, yeah. I
1: someplace. love it. Um, well, I love that because, you know, you put love out and obviously there's no room p- talk to us directly, but they're sending love back in. You know, right. saying we appreciate you. And that's sweet. I love I love that. That's how you make the world go round, you know, just you gotta put your energy somewhere or another.
0: Yes. Okay. What can I say? I mean I have to agree with you. You know
2: mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. it
0: involves money, I'll just say yes. Yes, of course. Oh,
2: well, you
1: know, speaking of that, this morning the video that I posted on Facebook, yes. That one came up as a memory, you know, and they're like, you know, make a reel out of it. I'm like, uh, okay. Which to me, the reels are like a new thing. You know, and it's it's like a young thing to me, and I don't really know how it works. But it cut off apparently, and people are going, but, but it cut off like the story cut off. So they have to go and find
0: Yeah, I think it. right after the um woman asks you for a ride, the story stops.
1: Oh, gosh. What a bummer. Yeah. I, I'm you gonna mentioned have
0: karma, to... and then she yes. asks you for a ride, and then the story recycles.
1: Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to go back and find that memory and post it, because, you know, <laughs> how terrible to leave everybody hanging. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I just
0: figured she knows what she's doing. I'll just, you know... There's something in this story. I'm going to play it again, see if I can figure out what it's trying to say. Yeah. I said, well, that was it. The The, the, the woman yeah. asked for the ride must have been the karma. The karma. That, was, that was a good karma. Then.
1: It, it was a great story. It was here. I'm going to share this post right now. Let me just do it right now.
2: <laughs>
1: okay. I'll put my apologies for cutting off. I'm, I hope you don't mind. I'm just going to do this real quick. <laughs> I don't mind. <laughs> no. oh, yeah, found
0: the no. I'm reading a bunch of reference guides here. About what? From it's for MGENs, um, for. They, they're like I use them for. It's like the little plastic things they send you when they send you pharmaceuticals. Little like they're like little bookmarks. I use them for bookmarks. Oh. They're they're instructions for how to do your stuff, and I just use them as bookmarks. So I collect bookmarks that way. And then I have,
2: um,
0: and then if I, I also use, um, like you got flourish collisions in here. I got to get some work done. Oh my God, the car. Oh, I blew the whole engine up. Oh,
2: goodness.
0: Oh, the the heads are all apart. They're doing valves, doing heads. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's the third engine I'm blown up in that truck. I've run through three engines.
1: Oh, my goodness. Okay, so what are you going to do?
0: Buy a new engine. Oh, okay. I'm not going to get rid of the truck. It's just ridiculous. Heck
2: no. Mm-hmm. I mean,
0: you know. I mean, I just, I couldn't, I could not tell the truck, you know, you blew an engine, I'm through with you. You know? No, no, no.
2: <laughs> I'm
0: yeah. in a rental car for five weeks trying to get my truck fixed rental car, for five weeks so far.
1: Uh, I think time goes by so fast.
0: I'm used it's to been... getting out of a truck, you know, like getting right. out of the truck. Right. And so I try to get out of this car. Of course, it's impossible because mm-hmm. it's a, it's a cute little Nissan or something like that,
2: mm-hmm. but
0: it's low to the ground. And so, and I'm used to being high cause I'm in a four wheel drive truck. That's right. And, mm-hmm. um, I, my visibility is gone. I can't see anything. And I, mm-hmm. I, you know, in a truck, you step up and you step down. You get up to the truck and you get down. It's easy to do. Now mm-hmm. I'm down, practically bent in half. Yep. And I have to get up. I have to put my hand on the door, on the door jamb. Yeah, uh-huh. I need a crane to get out of the goddamn car. You know, come on.
1: Well, I mean, were there other options? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> or do they force uh-huh. you into that? <laughs>
0: No, there are other options, but I, I haven't mm-hmm. ran a car in 50 years. I didn't know what I was getting into, you know.
2: Mm-hmm. They gave me
0: three options. They said you have the little car, the medium car, and the big car. So I'll take the middle. One. I'll take the middle one, you know. Sure. But
2: mm-hmm. make a
0: decision. Middle car. Well, the middle car is for me is like a midget.
2: Mm-hmm. Right.
0: But I'm used to it now. I'm used <laughs> to it. And uh, yeah. doesn't have a key. It doesn't use a key. It's all right. a button. You touch a button and the thing goes on. Right. um it has one of those mirrors that, that shows the back of your car one of those cameras yeah
2: mm-hmm. so when you
0: back your car up it shows everything behind
2: you-hmm
0: and a TV screen kind of thing that's bizarre driving backwards with a TV screen but, right uh, but
1: all that's been available for quite some time now oh. <laughs> you know
0: <laughs> really wow
1: <laughs> it's only new to you John yeah <laughs> Yeah, huh. kind of funny though with with our mentality about you know, I'll take the you know the middle of the road, just give me the medium size one. I don't <laughs> want you know whatever. <laughs> immediately reminded me of the mushroom guy when he was like, "Oh, okay, so how many mushrooms do you want?" I me mean, When I was buying the lion's mane.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: I, I have I have no clue. I have no clue. He knows that I'm new at this, right? And I'm like, I don't know, twenty bucks. Like, I don't know how much they are. And I didn't even think to ask. And he goes, Okay, twenty bucks. He's piling on these mushrooms like <laughs> <laughs> Back to truck
0: up to your house.
1: Exactly.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I got all these mushrooms. And he could have just said, Are you sure that's kind of a lot for your first round? <laughs> nope. Whatever. I was like, Okay. Okay. And then it I turned out it should be.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah whatever. Moving on, moving on. I, I always look at it like you know what? I'm just supporting. That's all I'm doing. I'm supporting. There's your money. Well,
0: that's a healthy way to look at it, I guess. So that's,
1: mm-hmm. that. that's good. I I am.
0: i mm-hmm. I guess I've had this truck for so long now that that I I feels like family. Oh yeah. Um, it just does. It feels like family. Someone will say, isn't it about time to buy a new truck? I say, "I no, you know, it's mm-hmm. not. Um, I've thought about it, actually, if I ever do, for whatever reason, at this point probably won't, but if I ever were to, for every reason, be forced to off this truck for some reason, mm-hmm. I think I'd go have it, I think I'd take it to a crusher and have it boxed into a hay bale and make a, uh, make a thing, make something out of it. Keep it. As a three pound, Don,
2: thousand pounds, steel. Don, Don. No?
1: No. No, take a picture of it and frame it on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you need to go to that extent. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, no. Okay. okay. I mean teach his own. Anyway.
0: Well, I would I would do that for sure. I've taken picture of it before.
1: Mm-hmm. But not uh, I know. Well, we don't have to go there. You're not going to put her to rest or him.
0: No, no. And it is him. I do. I have a generous thing with this is It's a guy truck. It's him. Right. Him. Him. I, I do that. Go on. I'm listening. Go on.
1: I know. I was actually thinking about, about, I don't know why. I was thinking about my dinner last night. We had gone to uh, El Trio Grill. Yeah. And years ago, years ago we used to go as a family when the kids were little and it was so fun and it was so good and lively and you know people are popping and music is going and they'd have tortillas being made and you'd eat the tortilla with the honey butter and salsa and it was just an event and then you know the waiter would come over and they're all happy and they'd be making guacamole at the table I mean it was just festive you know and yeah. so we went last night and oh my god. So bad it's
0: changed. It's changed. Oh, None of that.
1: God. Well there, there's nobody there, number one. There's no service. Number two. The the food is horrific. I mean, it was so bad. I'm like, what is going on here? And um yeah, it was just there was no fun, no lively there's people don't like their job and there's just no love in the room at all.
0: Is it new mm-hmm. ownership? Do you think?
1: Uh, I'm sure, because you know when we went, it was a long time ago. You know, my kids were little, so I mean, 20 years ago. There's, I mean, they're 30 now. I don't know. It just it's, it's just bad. unfortunate. Yeah, it's it's run its course, and somebody needs to take it over and you know love it up.
2: Ooh.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's eating out is not the same anymore. I don't think.
0: Well, I mean, I what disappoints me about eating out is that I can best or better the meal I go in to eat anyway for actually cost. You know. Well, yeah. Um, that's not.
2: That's not it. 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 I the know. Whole I'm going. is race.
1: Thrice- all- Somewhere to go, something someone else is serving. It's you know meeting people. It's being around people. It's it's a treat.
0: I can pack a lunch, and go to the beach. You know, I can make a sandwich. Yeah, but um, okay. talk to the but birds.
1: But John, that's we're not talking about that. This Again, there's no communication. We're not talking about that. Of course you can do that. We can all do that. And we're not complaining about the beach or the sandwich. We're talking about our experience at the restaurant.
0: I don't want an experience at the restaurant. I don't need one.
1: Well, that's what I'm saying. So we need to talk about that. How the restaurant industry has changed to where we would rather be at the beach. You know, find a different alternative than what it used to be where... You know,
2: going to
0: a restaurant was a thing. Don't you think? I, yeah, it was. I mean, I, 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 it was. I remember major restaurants, especially steakhouses, when I grew up. Steakhouses, you know, that fed, that fed meat, were a big deal. Yes,
2: yes, <laughs> yes. And
0: uh, and uh it was, um, it was ambiance, and people knew you by your name when you walked in.
2: Exactly. That was important.
0: That the, that the head guy came out and greeted you? Back that's what I'm talking about.
2: yeah And
0: uh, everybody knew when you walked in. And even better, if you, if you you when you cleared the door, if everybody stood up, that was really good. Mm. That happened to me one time with Bill Bellsberg. You couldn't believe it. We walked into an Italian restaurant in Beverly Hills. We cleared the door and the whole place stood up. Yeah. And I thought, I must be with that guy. I said, this guy must be worth something. He must be yeah. important, you know?
2: So and, that's the thing.
0: So that was the ambiance that I remember. Now, I don't get that experience at all.
1: Right. And Uh, then that's why we go to the beach or we go to the woods or we cook at home. That's right. That's right. That's why.
0: Last summer, Mm. I went through Montana to go to a friend's house in Bozeman and stopped at one of my favorite bars in Missoula when I was a kid. It was terrible. it was was ghastly
2: it was a wreck Mm -hmm. and it was
0: was just nobody cared about anything it was awful yep and um you know Mm
2: -hmm. or
0: when i went into the oxford and this is not the restaurant this is another one but the oxford which is famous in missoula owned by billy noogle billy doogle mcfarland and he would come out with the with the white towel around his waist you know the, the waiter's wrap yeah Come out, bring you to a stool even. Sit you on a stool. And um, uh in the morning you'd order brains and eggs. Ew. And the uh, and the cook would say, Brains and eggs, he needs them number four. And you know, that was a good breakfast.
1: Ew. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh uh-uh. uh Well I would say it was, that.
0: There's gambling down below in a brothel upstairs. It's perfect.
2: Mm-hmm. Everything I mean, you ever wanted.
1: I'm not saying that there aren't still good restaurants out there, you know, but you, you're going to have to find one. You got to find it. There's a lot of expensive restaurants, but it still doesn't mean that they're serving whatever it is that's worth, you know, spending $50 on a steak.
0: Well, view has something to do with it, but I still think I you're right about ambiance. But I walked into a restaurant not that long ago that I remember from when I was going to restaurants and uh didn't want to have a meal, so I sat by the piano bar and ordered two glasses of red wine. It was fifty bucks. Yeah. And um I thought, This is insane. What am I doing? Right. Right. It's nonsense, you know. This is mm-hmm. insulting. This is insulting. I know. 50 bucks for two glasses of wine? Are you serious? You know? Yeah.
1: Well, you bought the bottle.
0: I guess so, but I only had mm-hmm. two glasses. Mm-hmm. And, and it
1: was, I'm I not mean, sure, I, is there only three glasses or four uh, glasses in
0: a bottle? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's stupid. Anyway, sure. I mean, you know, I think. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, I I have um, the thing is is that we have we live very close to the beach, very close, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so you know it's just so easy to walk over to Chilchil or to drive over to Chilchil, and you know I've got a boat there, and it's you know I mean it's just I mean I've always had boats, I've had boats in Chilchil since 1970, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's like my house, I can sleep there, you know. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Okay, so, so if that's if that's how it is, why are you considering a sprinter? I mean, obviously it has wheels you can go everywhere, but, you know, it's an option. Well, well I think, I mean, I've
0: certainly have looked at, I've considered a boat, another boat, because I, you know, people expect me to be in a boat, they just expect mm-hmm. me to be in a boat, but I, I don't know, I like the idea of being a snow bunny, kind of. I've never been a snow bunny, I've had to get in an airplane, go someplace. I'm tired of that. I mean, the doors are falling off, Boeing jets. That is so depressing. God. So, I think I'd rather drive to the sun maybe come back here. I don't want to leave Seattle. I'll never leave Seattle. I don't really? Think. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I mean, not permanently. I, I would come back here in the summertime, because it's beautiful in the summertime.
2: Mm-hmm. The,
0: the American San Juan Islands, is the Salish Sea, the prettiest place in the world, probably, in the summertime. You know, whether it's <laughs> whales you want to see or whatever you want to do is gorgeous and from there to alaska on the inside passage in july and august can't beat it but
1: no, well, isn't that interesting how i mean the expression the prettiest place in the whole world the whole world is so big so vast i mean I, i'm not doubting that it's beautiful but immediately i'm thinking about but well, what about the philippines what about guam what about italy what about what about?
0: What about? <laughs> oh, you know, it's fine, but those places have problems. You know, like the toilets are just holes on the floor, or they don't know how to, you know, talk English or the, whatever it is.
2: Um, I or don't, the cars no. are
0: too small. You get in the cabin, there's no back seat. You roll up into the trunk, you know,
2: um,
0: cultural problems, all sorts of stuff like that.
1: Yeah, but you know what? So a friend of mine, actually, well, anyway, she went to uh, Turkey to have some work done. And she took pictures of the hospital. Holy cow. I mean, they treat you like royalty over there. It's it's so nice. You would think it was, you know, a five-star hotel. I'm like that, yeah. Our hospitals are not like that, or you know, anything like that is is not, I'm not treating you like that.
0: Well, that's just that is kind of a case for socialized medicine. I right? I experienced uh, that in France, and um, it was it was pretty nice. But the thing about it is, uh, I had a friend of mine. I, mean, I I still think the United States has the answer. I just do. Yeah. Um, you know, if I what if about, I travel,
2: yeah.
0: If I travel offshore anywhere, I I always have an extraction policy, always. You know, if something's mean? wrong with me. That means a jet picks me up immediately and takes me to wherever I want to go. Oh,
2: okay, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's an insurance policy. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: That's an insur- I buy that. I just buy that. It's not like I'm going to have my own jet come in. I buy a policy, mm-hmm. and. um and my yeah. friend, Tom Fair, who was a doctor.
2: Yeah.
0: Wife fell down in Mexico, broke her something. And um, his only complaint was that the jet was too small for, for him. Cause he's a tall guy. He, didn't want, he wanted to stand up and they were flying a Lear 24. But they picked her up and took her to the United States, to the city of her choice, which is Harborview Medical Center, instantly. And mm-hmm. That's just what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I've I've uh, I have literally rolled in the back of a cab. I've gotten in a cab, you know, in the in in the British West Indies, tailed a cab, got in, no back seat, rolled backwards, and ends up in the trunk. I don't mm-hmm. want to do that in a cab. <laughs>
1: <No>. <laughs>
2: right. Right. I was, but, I but, was in Puerto Rico one with, time. Th- yeah. And
0: I'm I'm um and I'm getting not my job, man, not my job. I got. A, 100-foot yacht coming out, the San Juan shipyard. I'm up to about, I don't know, i got maybe nine feet to go, and the draft floor comes up, and they go on strike. I say, wait a minute. Wait yeah. a minute. And they say, not my yeah. job, man. They're walking off. They walk off. I'm Holy sitting cow. there with the yacht half out of the water. And everybody decides to go. See, so us to have a little time off, have a strike. I was there for weeks, weeks, walking <gasps> around with that thing. Couldn't get the boat moved. Whoa. So And they don't care, you know. I mean, an old San Juan on Saturday afternoon, if this traffic is too thick, you just stop your car and get out. You go to the nearest tavern, have a drink. It'll clear up mm-hmm. later on. Don't worry about it. You just stop in the mm-hmm. middle of the car and just walk away. That's culture. But you've got to get used to that culture, I think, before you enjoy it.
2: hmm Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Talk about go, to and, <laughs> go to
0: Paris and try and you know drive your car around the Arctic Triumph. There's no yeah. there's no regulatory anything there. It's multiple lanes going around the circle and there's no traffic control of any kind. And yet for some reason nobody ever gets in a wreck.
1: Mm.
0: So it does work. It does work.
1: <laughs> like, you're on your own. Be careful. Yeah,
0: <laughs> exactly right.
1: Mm.
0: Anyway, I don't want to. Pers- I'm not going to. Sibrate on that. I mean, it's just that I love to travel. I've done a lot of traveling in my life. Mm-hmm. But what I've come to know is that, is that a high mountain ridge in Montana or a beach in Washington state works just fine, Fair. which is where I t- typically go.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: California is okay. Uh, I, just, I just don't like the laws in California. I think California gun laws are too restrictive for me. Mm-hmm. But, uh,
1: well. Yeah, uh, like we said, everything's changing. But we're, we're just talking about geography right now. And California is absolutely beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. I mean, it's California. Come on. Oh, yeah. yeah. We've, got, we've got everything. We've got the sunshine and the water and the hills and the snow. I mean, we've got everything. We've got the desert and it's phenomenal. Even, I mean, yesterday when Peter and I were driving from the restaurant, and I'm like, it's so damn beautiful here. I mean, I don't take it for granted. Ever. Whenever I go out and I'm driving around, I'm just I mean, especially Laguna. It's just beautiful. You can see the bowl and the hills and the sunset, the water, and it's so easy to get around and so intuitive.
2: It's beautiful.
0: Easy to get around?
1: Yeah. What time
0: time of day are you doing this easy to get around part?
1: Well, any time of the day, but what I'm, what I mean by that is that, uh, whoever laid out the, you know, the streets, how they connect and where you get to where, it's just intuitive. It's easy. Like, I remember when I used to live in Oceanside, I never got used to that. It was terrible. It was just terrible. And I never knew where I was at. I always needed a map. And it was always the same damn lane, this one lane, that just up and down and up and down, and then you're on your own if you go left or right. I don't know. It just it, and it wasn't pretty. So It wasn't a pretty drive either. Here, if I'm lost, at least it's beautiful.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, well, I spent most of my time in San Diego and Newport Beach. That's where I spent my time. Mm-hmm. Um. And they were fine, you know, but they were. It was very specific to what I was doing. And then sometime in San Francisco, but not as much. It was usually San Diego. That was it. San Diego, Fort Lauderdale Mm
2: -hmm, Um, mm -hmm.
0: was my commute. Seattle, San Diego, Fort Lauderdale. That was the triangle I did. Yeah. Did that a lot. You
1: you know, (laughs) I don't go down to San Diego because I think San Diego is just like L.A. I have zero interest in San Diego. But um, Newport. So I would be looking at real estate, right, up and down the coast. Real estate is insane, insane. Yes. We, there was a. Let me think for a minute. I think I'm thinking it was Newport. Wait. It was a two bedroom. It was like 1,100 square feet. It was three million dollars.
0: Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Mhm. I could live in a yurt in Mongolia for that kind of money.
2: It was ridiculous.
0: Yeah.
1: Was absolutely ridiculous. And I mean you can't even live in it. It's not even livable. It's too small. And the um, my my hairstylist, when I was there, she was telling me she's renting out one bedroom of her house for seventeen hundred dollars. And you know, all I can think is, God bless the person who's taken that room. Why? Because all they have is a room even though they're in a house they don't own the house they don't own the common areas they still have to keep all of their stuff swept into their own space so they have one room basically for seventeen hundred dollars
0: well it's a lot i agree with the concept but i also it's a learning curve i think um uh,
1: that's a mortgage. You know, in some areas, that's your mortgage. Uh
0: Uh-huh. My first mortgage was $110.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, that was a while ago. (laughs) (laughs) That was a while ago. Yeah, Yeah. I lived on
0: the golf course. I lived in a great big house on the golf course for $500 a month.
2: Yeah. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. I didn't. California, if
1: California real estate, if you just look at it and and not limit yourself to the amount of money, you know, like what, like a budget, and you're mm-hmm. just like, I don't know, just what's out there. It's insane what is out there. Oh, and here's another thing, another trick that I I found out on Zillow, maybe just for me, but. You know, you put in the parameters, what you're looking for, you know, the areas that you want, you know, whatever the filter is. And then when these houses come up, every time you open the app, you still see those houses. You're like, I don't like that one. You're waiting for a new one. I don't like that one, whatever. But if you hide that property, if you open it up and you don't like it and you hide the property, you get a whole new um, slew of houses. Yeah. Yeah. So it seems like you know you're scrolling through all of these houses, you know, page after page, whatever. But that's not really true. Just hide them all and say I don't like any of those, and then they're like, oh, well, here's some more.
0: Have you ever considered uh, raw land and a new construction as an option? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. There's a there's property in um, Santa Barbara, right on the coast, and it's like fifty acres. A lot, a couple of them, one in Goleta, definitely have considered that. But the thing is, you gotta wait, gotta wait for it to be built, you know. And I don't know if I really
0: can sleep in the back of your car, you know, when you're waiting for it,
1: yeah. But I don't know, it kind of goes along the same lines for me, uh, you know, like buying things off the rack, you know, and people like, oh. God, you just bought that off the rack. You know, like everybody can get that. So you got to have a designer design your own clothes for you. And it's like, all right. Well, but, yeah, but it's like, well, what if I just want that sweater? What if I just like that dress? What if, what if it's like all of a sudden you don't have, you know, the freedom to just be, you know, <laughs> it's like, it's okay with me. Why isn't it okay with you for me?
0: Well, that's their perception of who you are, maybe. But yeah. um, again, I, I, you know, of course, I'm a pretty basic personality. I, you know, came out of Montana, but, but uh, I, I am. I had a custom uh, clothes builder for me, you know, shirts and stuff, yeah. for a while. You know, he'd come yeah. and measure me, right. measure me up, and tailor make my stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't like it. I mean, it was, first of all, I didn't want to take the time to have him, you know, measure me all over the place. Right. And and then come up with something that, frankly, either wasn't the right texture or there wasn't the right weight or whatever, Ugh. and or it might not mm-hmm. fit or take it in here and put it in there or put more pins here. I thought, shit, I could buy one of these. I can, you know, I'll go right. buy a Gant or whatever it is.
1: Just go um, buy it and have it altered.
0: And, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or don't worry about Mm -hmm. it.
1: Just wear it out. Or don't worry about it. Yeah, but if it didn't fit right, I could have it altered. You know, you could just, I don't know. There's just so many ways to skin a cat.
2: Find your way.
0: I love to to perseverate over the length of the cuff on a suit pant. Yeah, should it be on, does it break on the top of the shoe? Does it break on the bottom? Do you high pocket the thing? What do you do with it? You know, that's why I like a pair of 501s. You could just drop them down and so on. You know, if the boot doesn't fit, you know, <laughs>
2: like a straight leg, you mean?
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's a straight leg pant. But I mean, uh-huh. the point is, even that has to, it has to break somewhere on the boot. It uh-huh. breaks someplace if yeah. it hangs off the back. Or I've got Carhartt like um, uh, coveralls. They're the best, they're fabulous. Uh-huh. Many pockets, no belt. Um, mm-hmm. Everything fits, you know, and unsnaps. It's like my I have I have brass, I have copper buttons and zippers go up down the legs. So if I get too hot, I just unzip my legs. Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know, it's, yeah, I get it. I totally get it. We get into <laughs> our own style and all that stuff. But uh, right now, apparently, the the thing that's coming in for women is to be the mob wife. Mob wife? Yeah, the mob wife. <laughs> so,
0: so uh, really, so you, so you, you mean like uh, Bonnie and Clyde? You got dressed like Bonnie?
1: No, no, it's more like you know um, fur coats and you know jewelry, okay. like heavier jewelry, and okay, yeah, and something you know bigger glasses and more classy, and yeah. Uh huh.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: And right. um, so last time we went to dinner i went out as the mob wife (laughs) and emma looked at me she goes i thought we were just going to el Torito." (laughs) i'm like i'm gonna dress how i want to dress (laughs) yeah
2: anybody
0: else there as the mob wife
1: Nobody else was there as the mob wife, no.
0: (laughs) Any mobsters pick up on you? No, 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 no,
1: not the right place. But in any case, it was raining, which in California, you know, it doesn't rain that often. So if you get an opportunity to wear a nice coat, I'm all over it. I love wearing coats, and I don't live in in a climate that really calls for that very often. But I love it. But fur
0: is kind of out unless you're wearing faux fur. It's I mean,
1: not. It's coming in. That's the mob real wife.
2: Fur? Real fur. Well, real I don't fur. know
1: about real fur. Yeah, because people feel the way they do, um, and, I, and I totally agree. I agree. But there's there's really nice faux furs out there.
0: Yeah, faux fur is fine, but but we. Um, uh, I remember my mother. My mother was um she. She dressed that way, with you know with Persian lamb and. This and that, mm-hmm. and chinchillas and what real all real stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, God, I gave it all away. I gave it to the University of Montana um, Drama Department. Gave
2: uh, it all away, yeah. Huh. All her
1: clothes. Huh. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I just saw a fur come up on. It was a faux fur. It was beautiful on on um, Marketplace. And I thought to myself, this damn phone is always listening. Always. Because yes. it, it just brings up, you know, even, I mean, even when I'm not on the phone or near the phone and I'm talking to Peter about something or other, all of a sudden it's on my feet. It's frustrating.
0: I think, yeah, I think we're being watched all the time.
1: 100%. Yeah. watched, listen to. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I do. I'm not sure I care about that, but I, but I believe it's happening. Uh, I suppose I should care about it, but, you know, I don't care. I mean, I, I, that's my well, bylaw is I don't care, but. But
1: you, you have to think the they're always watching, listening, monitoring, stealing, taking you know intellectual property. You know, so there's people out there who have brilliant ideas, and they can't even talk about it because the damn phone is listening.
0: Well, I think that's a that's a um, unfortunate situation. I've, I've always viewed it the other way, and that that the, the that as they listen to stuff they will try and pepper me with with stuff that I would respond to and therefore I get better access to more information but it's true i suppose they could be using it all using it against me as well although i've never run up against anything like that that i felt was an impairment to my freedom or my anything else it was just i've always seen it more as a convenience um, but i agree with you that it's that it's potentially could be used for very bad stuff Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know, again, I, I don't want to be laissez-faire. I, I, I guess I should care, but I, I haven't been exposed to anything that really bothered me that way. Mm-hmm. Um, just doesn't. Mm-hmm. Sometimes what I get more annoyed about is when it tries to overthink something, especially my phone.
2: Where oh, gosh. It, I'll say something,
0: my phone starts to feed me information and almost it takes over my typing, and I, mm-hmm. I can't even type because it's yep. telling me what I'm supposed to be doing because of its algorithm. And I think, you know, damn it, leave me alone.
1: Yeah, or I can't move the cursor. It's like, no, I don't want to be there. I want to be over here. They're like, yeah, but you're not there. Uh,
2: <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But we That's, can turn I, that
1: off. You know, this predictive typing or whatever it's called. But if you turn it off, then you also turn off the spell check or whatever, which screws up enough times, as it is. Too.
0: Uh, I believe in um, there's a term for it. About if you can understand it, it's good enough. Oh. Um, if you if your message if your message carries the message, in other words, if it's, if you're communicating, it's good enough. Your spelling is not important. Just communicate. If they get the story, that's good. Right. Because well, some, some
1: people are sticklers, man.
0: Oh, I know they are. No, they don't. But they don't. No room
1: for that. Yeah.
0: I don't. uh, I don't gravitate to that crowd. However.
1: I know, Uh, but when when we're on social media or something, and it'll you're typing and you think that you're typing okay, and the predictive typing comes in and corrects your word or does whatever with the word, and you don't catch it, you post it, and then people come on, and it's like.
0: And correct your spelling. Correct your spelling?
1: Or just, you know, notice the flaw. Yeah, right.
0: Uh-huh. Well, I, I, people, we I always want to know. Break? Well, I mean, I want to know if, you know, if I'm paying them tuition. Um, ah.
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, Are you right. part of my tuition package?
2: Mm-hmm. Are you
0: part of the faculty? Or are you just a pain in the ass? Which one are
2: you? <laughs> That's sarcasm. <laughs> 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 You know, people get,
1: people get triggered for, you know, just I can understand if you're having a hard time getting through it, getting the message because you're tripping up on every misspelled word, you know, and it's like, how can I take this seriously, whatever it is you're trying to say when I can't get through it? Okay, I understand. But when somebody it just misspells a word for whatever reason, just go with it. Understand yeah, okay. what they meant and just go with it.
2: <laughs> right.
0: Don't call me on it. Don't call me on it.
2: Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Uh, but those people are editors. They have a job, and that's good. That's the man. Their job. I don't think they do. I'm a communicator.
1: I just think that they're rigid. You know, and they they're they're more set on perfection than they are just love. You know, cutting each other break and trying to understand what that person was trying to say.
0: Well, then they should work in a machine shop and build precision instruments or something. Mm. You know, go do whatever it is you do. I mean, make, um, yeah. you know, work on a lathe with a micrometer. Yeah,
1: but they don't. And, you know, on a grander scale, if we could just loosen up a little bit and cut each other's black. Appreciate who we are, like whatever it is we're bringing to the table, just who I am.
2: You're
1: right. I know you're right. You know, some people don't have great aspirations. Some people don't have great vocabularies. You know, some people, you know, their their point of view is so narrow and they, they just can't see. And it's like, you know, well, we gotta have some a little bit of um, tolerance until they grow. I got I, I got attacked the other day with the post. I don't know if you were reading that when I posted the Quran. Oh
2: yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Somebody went after you because you were yeah. That was blasphemy or something, or you were.
1: It was you yeah.
0: Were, you were quoting the wrong guy, obviously. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah, and you know. It's, it's funny, because obviously I have the book, and I just opened the book at random, and I just read a passage, and that's what I landed on, and I could see the truth in the passage. And because you and I are always talking like, you know, well, why just the Bible? Why just the Bible? Why didn't you pick from other Bibles? Why didn't you pick from all these? And it's like, it's not about that. It's about love. But I heard your voice, and I thought to myself, all right, John, I'm going to post this. And, man, did they come out swinging. <laughs> you know it's Mm -hmm. satanic Mm -hmm. but it gives me an opportunity to educate so I don't mind I don't get offended at all
0: well there's they're all singing the same song I think I mean you know whether it's Solomon or Muhammad or Christ or whoever or Matthew, Mark, Luke and John everybody's singing the same song um, about a higher order. You know, the order that stops somewhere.
2: Uh-huh.
0: And um, you know, I mean God has given the, you know, the Israelis a promised land and da-da-da and it goes on and on and on. Um uh-huh. there's gifts and promises and and uh incantations that traffic the through line is through all these religions
2: uh-huh.
0: about who they are and why they're Selected,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I, you know, I kind of just smooth them all out I you know, put them in a blender and say, you know,
2: good. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know
0: what's your deal? You know, I mean, Meryl, he's got a better deal. Life, <laughs> you know, love is the answer. You right. know, it's right. not whether or not you got the golden tablets and read what God was telling you behind a army blanket in the, you know in a Massachusetts penal colony. I don't give a shit. You know, mm-hmm. God's too busy to worry about that. Um, or whatever whatever happened to you. You know, Whether you're talking to grasshoppers in the side hill of Northern California, or mm-hmm. you're picking up tarantulas and bringing them home from San Diego. Those are not gods. Those are just creatures. You're not yeah. being talking to God that way.
1: Well,
2: so, here,
1: right. let me read this. Let me read the post so we know what we're talking about.
2: Okay?
1: Yeah. It says... Leave alone those who take their religion to be mere play and amusement and are deceived by the life of this world. But proclaim to them this truth that every soul delivers itself to ruin by its own acts. It will find for itself no protector or intercessor except God. To me, that's full on truth.
0: Sounds like common sense to me.
1: Right. It doesn't matter where it came from. But they're going to just gonna you know, so hard on it because of the religion and the whole. I'm not talking about the whole religion. And, you know, obviously it invited conversation and gave me an opportunity to explain how I felt about this. And, uh, you know, it's like I'm just the messenger. (laughs) It doesn't mean I'm supporting. If somebody actually came on and said, Klein, that's a Jewish name. Are you were you raised Jewish? I'm thinking right?
2: Wow. Wow. Right. Wow. Well, right? Oh. Yeah. I, I was sure. like,
1: wow. Okay. <clears throat> so obviously, the idea here is that I really like the fact that it's saying, leave alone those who take their religion to be mere play and amusement. So for me, you know, because I wrote the game and I used the Bible as a foundation, we'll say that that is the religion. But my message is about love, right? So if if we um, disregard the message from the book and then we become a product of this world, we're in trouble. We're in trouble. And that's what this thing is talking about. It says, and every soul delivers itself to ruin by its own Acts absolutely because we know not what we do.
0: I think, I think the purity of your message gets in the way of people that believe that their message has been ordained. And even it's funny because it's the same message, right. you know, whether it's whether it's King or you know Saul or you mm-hmm. know David or whoever it is. Unless your message has been ordained, and then who tells you it's been ordained anyway? You know.
1: Right. Um, it. That's I think, why everybody's fighting. God. I'm right. I'm right. I'm right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're right. You're wrong. And it's like, that's where, whatever you're at, you're all wrong because you're all fighting about it. Why don't you just take responsibility for yourself?
2: It's like when I
0: read uh, the, um, about Joseph Smith and his migration across the country, and he manages to re-engineer the entire migration of civilization, Western civilization and call it a religion. And you know, nothing came from Europe or Africa anymore, it's all coming up from the South. Well, there's no there's nothing in hard science that'll support any of that. But the point is is that it was ordained. And yet if you read the Book of Mormon, it has a lot of good things to say, excepting it's ordained.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: therefore, if it does contradict common sense, it's still the truth. And mm-hmm. But everybody's that way. Everybody's that way.
1: And everything.
0: Yeah. The flaw right. of the human condition, I think. It's the flaw of the human condition.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's who we are. Right. And um, I don't know.
1: Well, that all that information, no matter what the subject is, you know, somebody's got an opinion about it. Right? Whether it's ordained truth or
2: not truth.
0: Louis the Fourteenth of France became king when he was 14. Okay. And that was okay. perfectly fine with everybody. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine what happened over here if we have President Runs and Wins at 14? <laughs> I
2: know.
0: <laughs> I
1: know. That, that's a whole different thing in itself. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, we can't even imagine. I mean, we pretty much have that. Well, anyway, anyway I should I, I'm not say anything. But <sighs> the point is, if we could all just agree about love, and let everything else just fall for a minute, and just focus on that. We would come together.
0: But I think that you—I mean—you're fighting fragmentation of mm-hmm. of thought.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, somebody comes
0: along and fragments the thought. I mean, that's usually a territorial fight. It's not even—it's not even about dogma or theology. It's about t- dogma and territory. You know, I mean. You know Otto von Bismarck comes along and decides that he wants to, you know, pick up some land for, you know, his country. Maybe Germany could be. Mm-hmm. And and then so then it becomes it becomes dogma. I believe in phenomenology. I believe in in um, in phenomenological research. I believe that you look at the phenomenology. You look at the phenomenon, whatever it is if it's whatever the phenomenon is you look at it if mm-hmm. it's your cup of coffee on the table you look at it and you decide what that is and you decide how it relates to you if it does or if it doesn't so what just look think about it like the light in the room anything else think about the phenomenology that you're experiencing now if you can and then you can make that part of somebody else you can make that part of the moral arc of michael Shermer, if you want to In the meantime, it's just a cup of coffee in front of you on a sidewalk cafe in Paris. That's all it is. Okay. Same with, with you know, ordained word. It's just somebody's version of ordination. But there's no proof that ordination comes from anywhere other than a control mechanism beyond the Middle Ages. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Right, now it's a belief system now. It's an accepted belief system. Yeah. And, and that's, right. So that's why for me, you know, trying to push us toward understanding, you know, where love comes from and the, the actual operation of what how we're not doing what we think we're doing, right? We come back and we test it. There, there's an actual result. It's no longer philosophy or just an opinion or something that was ordained by somebody else, it's an applied practice. And when you do it, it's like, wow, that actually works.
0: But then something comes along like the Rosetta Stone changes everything. You know, three languages stuck in a rock in Egypt from, a, from the Library of Alexandria, which was burnt down by the Romans, and the whole story changes.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay.
0: I, you know, so you, I think that it's got to be what you are about. Again, you are about it because you're not. Everything that you say is not affected by that. That potentiality of another Rosetta Stone changing the story. Your story is bulletproof. Mm-hmm. Your story. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I'm talking all the time. I shouldn't be talking all the time. No, you're so, not. No, no you're not. I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm like the heart of darkness. I mean, you know, I'm, You must come forward with something besides my version of social. <laughs> <comedy>. <laughs> no.
1: it, it's just when you say that, you know, that that, I mean, my whole philosophy or whatever it is that it, it's bulletproof. My story is bulletproof. From the listener, the onlooker, whoever is saying, what makes you think that you have the answer? What makes you think that it's both? You know, there's a million different ways and everybody has their own way and everybody should find their own way. And it's not your way.
0: Well, have they considered your answer? It's rather simple. <laughs> you know, huh. I would consider uh, uh, the answer. Mm-hmm. Instead of attacking me for having an answer. Right. And you're not even holding it up to be the answer. You're holding it up to be um, common sense. I mean, <laughs> you're, you don't have aesthetic. There's no there's nothing aesthetic about you. You know your philosophy is is practically Aristotelian. Think about it and then do it. Mm-hmm. Do what's right. Do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Ask questions.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, I, uh, somebody on Facebook, Elise. she got the game and she was she's reading it. And she came back and said she's been reading it in small doses. And this is what I get from a lot of people that they have to read it in small doses because it's like, you know, like kind of blowing their mind.
0: <laughs> well, I, I share that with them. I share that with them. I mean, I've read it in small doses. I cherry picked it. You know, now I'm reading it. In bigger doses, it's becoming more disturbing all the time,
2: you
0: know, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it points out yeah. my
1: flaws. Mm-hmm. She says to me, um, and I don't remember what exactly the post was, but we're, we're talking about the game. And she says, yes, I'm reading your book right now. It just triggered something. So I have to talk with my counselor. Not because your book is bad. Your book is pure genius and absolutely needed. So there's a process that happens as you're reading it. It will definitely make you go, huh? (laughs) And reconsider everything that you thought you knew or what you're experiencing. You have to sit down a minute. And then after you go through that, if you're going to make it through the whole book, and then you start to actually apply what's in the book, then you start seeing immediate results. And that immediate result is what's in front of you, your player, because it's all about relationships. Who are you dealing with at that moment? And then when you learn to, you know, basically attract that, bring them into a conversation or maybe um, diffuse a volatile situation or divert, you know, the anger to love. Whatever it is you applied from the game with your player, it works immediately, and so then you're you're walking through your day and it's so smooth because you already have the answer. No matter what comes your way, you you've got the answer, and that's what makes you happy.
0: Well, um, I I keep. I keep falling back on it. I have to see my counselor. Mm. Uh, the first part of thing. I mean, what mm-hmm. seems to me that she'd have to lead with the book, right? Um, maybe the counselor should read the book. Maybe everyone. Well, at least be maybe yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's called yeah. That's called up you know, upselling. Right. I get well, it.
2: Well, no, I mean,
1: right. but no, no. You're ev- right. You're right. Right. Every counselor. Every counselor, every coach, every therapist, every teacher, every parent, if you've got some sort of influence over someone else, you should definitely be guiding them to love. And if you're, you're not- these, you're... Hmm. Go ahead, I'm sorry.
0: I was thinking about the birth of Venus. Um and beauty and you're beautiful, of course, and that's all matter of fact, but does, do you, do you see yourself as, do you see yourself as art as opposed to an artist? Could you be the art? Could you actually be the art? Forget about your beauty for a minute, just about how you write. could you could you be the art? Would you could you be considered
1: art? By the way, I write. Uh huh. Is, is that me or is the book art?
0: Yeah, you. Yeah, no, you. I mean, you are you are you art? Are you, I think I think you're one with the book. Aren't you? Aren't you kind oh, of one ab- with the book?
1: Absolutely, absolutely, I am. I couldn't have written it or or written it without first experiencing it, without becoming it.
2: There's, no so, there's
0: a, so there's a surface tension that goes on between you and the book. In other words, the book doesn't pull away from you easily because you're you were tied to the book or part of the book. You can if you try to throw the book away, it'd probably come back and hit you. You couldn't get rid of it. You couldn't cast it off. Because you are the book.
1: I am the right? book. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So I'm not I'm not rereading the book. I'm not, you know, trying to remember what I said in the book or you know, it's I am the book.
0: So, if you were branded as an infidel by a dogma, some of this dogmatic system, one -hmm. of the tests would be for you to go cast off the book. Okay. Go in the field, take the book and throw it away. If the book came back to you, you were part of the book and you're part of the art. If it doesn't, you're a heretic and infidel. You're going to be killed for that. So, how do we solve that problem, do you think?
1: I'm not sure. I could be killed if, if the book doesn't come back to me. What do you mean by that?
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that would just be a proof. It'd be a dogmatic proof that you're not the book or that you're not, you're not part of the book or that there's no surface tension between you and the book. You're not close to the book. You're just not the book.
1: Is that kind yeah. of like, you know, if you love something, let it go, and if it comes back to you, as yours?
0: Well, I think that's, that's <laughs> kind of figuratively, but I think in the case of, a, of an infidel test, they would force you to throw the book and see if it came back.
2: Yeah, but that's stoned. ridiculous.
0: <laughs> no, of course
2: it's ridiculous.
0: Of course it's ridiculous. But look forward to the problem because that's the kind of shit that we're facing. huh. That's what people, the people that are writing you on whatever social media and, you know, jacking you around because you can't spell whatever or something or other
1: uh-huh. will be the
0: ones, the very ones that will stone you because the book didn't come back.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, but those, you that's, know what those are? That's those sick. Are, yeah, but those those aren't God's people. Those aren't people with souls. Those are the fillers. You know what? they work. They're... They work for the enemy.
0: Yeah, but the zombies will kill you. I mean, they're like zombies, but this, so the zombies kill you too. I mean, you know, the Walking they, Dead. They're Walking Dead.
1: Yeah, they can breach me. Typically, they can't elevate that
2: high.
0: Well, I guess I'm just. Focused on the TV series, but but um... <laughs> <laughs> it
1: would it would appear to me that everyone would want to elevate that high to get out of you know the muck, the cesspool. The,
0: the, I think the tragedy that I'm seeing here is that unless you're Genghis Khan, you are vulnerable to being taken out you have to be big enough and bad enough to deflect the enemies when they're coming at you. Mm -hmm. And so I I think that if you don't, if a person does not power themselves up to be strong enough to repel the borders, then they're giving themselves up to being um, eliminated by people that are crazy. Mm -hmm. Literally, I think.
2: Sure.
1: So you've got to have, you know, your armed people. Definitely.
0: Well, I think so. I think, I think you have to be, I think you have to be, it's like, I think, it's like the picture of the owl. I, I, there was a picture of an owl that came up the other day where the mm-hmm. owl has got the, the wings spread up.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I think that's who you have to be. You can be the owl until somebody writes you I something and then the wings have to come out.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's like when you meet a bear, you know, open up your umbrella. Well, become big.
2: <laughs> okay and i understand <laughs> yeah, that's a great that. way
0: to walk in the woods you know nothing wrong with that walking in the woods carry a big umbrella with you she's something okay. that doesn't like you open it
1: up okay but I, I i totally understand that however you can't break character so to you know to um expand my wings really means that um i become more powerful in love more powerful in ways that they they've never experienced before, because they don't know what love is. They don't see it coming.
0: Well, I, I agree with that intellectually, but in theory, I I still, you know, expect okay. to see the cannon at the end of the street.
1: No. Well, OK, so we were talking about. Yeah. All okay. right. The can at the end of the street because there's violence and people want to take you out. But we're not we're not talking about actual violence. We're talking about people uh, in communication who are judgmental, you know, and challenging, want to be right, want to cut you off the knees and and take you out, you know, that kind of stuff, right? And they want to hit you hard and they want to tell lies about you and whatever it is. To, you know, to mar your reputation. And you have to know how to, to combat that when they come face to face with you. And that's the thing about the coward. They don't. And I have found that those who try to challenge me, let's say on social media, not exactly face to face with me. But if they do come on my page, on my post, they've tried. And you just, you know, it's a skill set be able to acknowledge what they're saying and then diffuse the situation and bring it back to love and appreciation.
0: Well, I, I, I know you're good at that. Um, I, I do. Um, I, I see that from my perspective as a, um, as a valuable asset for who you are. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to build a case for how wonderful it is while Realizing that I would act differently um, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah. i but I, I can't deny that the value of the case it's it's very true um, I'm more yeah. pull wing out of the bun kind of thing, you know right um and and that's just because of my background, and we all know that if you've listened to this podcast for very long, you realize that i I react as opposed to have a conference. Mm -hmm. and um, that's just, you know, that's a flaw that I have. I I give it. It's a flaw. I mean, I'm learning. I'm learning how to be quiet, how to, you know, not react. It's taken Mm -hmm. me a long time, but I'm learning. (laughs) Sometimes I have to chain myself to the bed, but that's okay, you know. It's all right.
1: (laughs) It's really the art of relationship. You know, everybody that you're dealing with, you, meaning all of us, not you, all of us, Whoever it is that you are hoping to connect with, do business with, you know, have life with, it doesn't matter who it is. You've got to recognize who and how they are and then adjust your game. If they are valuable to you in some way, shape or form, you have to remember to check your own agenda and then and play your pieces one at a time. And that's how would, you,
0: huh? I would say that you are the the melody and harmony and rhythm. If there's three basic functions in sound, if harmony and rhythm are in the universe, you are the melody that plays in there. You are the melody. You pick up. You become the melody and the harmony and rhythm rhythm of of the of the spectrum. Mm. That's who you are. People who don't recognize that for what it is are foolish. I think, mm. but. That's precisely who you are. You are able to turn spectrum into harmony or into melody. You're able to take harmony and turn that harmony into a melody. Am I making sense here?
2: Mhm. Yeah.
0: That's that's what the game does.
1: Mhm. And it's palatable, and then it becomes enjoyable.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. You take the raw product and make a melody out of it. Yeah. You take harmony and rhythm and turn it into a melody, and it's called love. All right? That's who you are. Mm -hmm. You're no more or less than that. Because you're using the basics of the universe of existence, which is the frequency of rhythm and harmony. Mm -hmm. Those are frequencies, and you become the melody. That makes you the artist. I've asked if you were an artist. Makes you an artist. Makes you all that kind of stuff. Mm
2: -hmm. You
0: know, it makes you Rick Rubin. Make sure these people understand the creative act.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You are the creative act. You are the melody. And you work with harmony and rhythm. Mm-hmm. Uh we're over the hour. But okay, think, well
2: then hmm. I
0: think that's precisely. I just I just nailed you right there, I guess.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yes, on before we go, I just want to yeah. say this years ago let me look in this book because this fell out of me remember we were talking about the books falling out of the shelf right remember that? okay I do. so all right so i've been you know packing up things moving things whatever and i landed on this binder that i had and let's see if i can No, it says the date but it had to have been like maybe around i don't know 2010 around there and it was a life coaching course and so anyway i put my my um my title on it on the front on a piece of paper Mm -hmm. and i i mean i went through this course i was reading through it whatever but last night i kind of tripped on it and i looked down and the title is called lifestyle interiors which is what my previous business was when i was an interior designer lifestyle interiors a reflection of you hmm And isn't that what the game is?
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. It certainly is.
1: A reflection of you. And, you know, and, and just, I don't know, it was like preordained or something. Because my whole affinity toward interior design, it was never about, I mean, even though I love interiors and stuff, it wasn't really about that. It was about the people. And then, you know, that ended up being them confiding in me and giving them, you know, my thoughts about it and stuff. And that's where I found my forte for real. But the lifestyle interiors was about, I don't know, like designing your insides.
0: Well, I think that's the that's the secret to everything that, that requires action. The story is always better than the product it has to be. It's got to be the story. If you don't understand the story, the product doesn't make any difference.
1: So do you think yeah. that applies to the game? Sure. Of you um, well, wait a minute, though. I know we're over the time, but wait a minute. Let's think about this. Because the story, obviously I have a story, obviously you have a story, and then we have a story. Mm-hmm. But if but there's going to be a lot of people that maybe don't know the story yet that are going to land on one of our books. Mm-hmm. But the book is valuable on its own without knowing my story. That product.
0: Oh, I, oh, I, oh of course. I mean, that's... that's... Yeah, I mean, okay. your the book the game is the story. I mean, we're, I'm writing a story about my perception of you,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and it's more than my perception. It's a perception. It's a cosmic perception of you.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But that's you know that's just casual reading. It's you know if I if I had to if I have to if I have to have a book and keep it keep a book,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know I keep the game. I don't keep Deals, Danger, and Destiny. I keep the mm-hmm. game. Because
2: the instruction.
0: I, yeah, I rip the pages out of Deal, Danger, Destiny to build my fire, but I keep reading the game.
1: Well, what's interesting about that is what you just said you know, that um, the story has to be better than the product. So your books are the story. That's the story. Mm-hmm. But the product is the game.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, but that, I'm I, gonna... I, yeah, but I'm talking about stuff there. I mean, yeah,
1: I know. I, I picked that up. I yeah. picked that up but in, in in that you know in the beginning you said the story had to be better than the product because you were always selling the story and not the product you weren't saying well the boat is you know 15 feet long and it was just like this is where you're going to go in this boat
2: that's right that's right
1: yeah so that's what you meant by the story has to be better yeah. than the actual product
2: that's right
1: hmm yeah and your story in in your books I mean, it's magnificent. So we have that whole vision, and then we get to land, you know, right on the game.
0: Well, the story, the story can make the can make the product better as well. Because I guess in the, I, I suppose there's kind of a hand the glove going on here a little bit. Um, but the most important thing still is the when you when you. When I, I've read parts of the game where I'm staggered by how accurately you portray the circumstance. I'm just stunned at how good it is compared to what I've read before. Stunned. Mm-hmm. Knocked over. I'm mm-hmm. pretty well read.
2: Yeah, you <laughs> are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm
0: pretty well read. But you, you've got it. you you you've got it. I'm also... Um, I'm a chronicler of ideas. I'm a scribe. Uh I've done it, and so, but I don't have to build on your idea. I just kind of build on the process. But I think what I'm seeing, more importantly, is I'm seeing your power grow. I'm seeing you grow as a force. You know, you are becoming. Uh You are becoming. Let the force be with you. (laughs) Uh What you're becoming. And, you know, and, a, a modern version of that. Not the and force it should be.
1: For. It really should be that. Because that's what love is. It's the ultimate force. hmm And so if it catches on, everybody says, okay, yeah, I'm in. I'm in. I'm going to love. And I'm going to learn how to do this and do it right and see where my blind spots are.
0: Well, the beautiful thing is that we don't need phasers to make your deal work. You know? <laughs>
1: phasers you know,
0: like in star wars
1: <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay no we don't <laughs> uh, all right well then i guess we're up yeah we're way
0: over <laughs> we don't have to be but we might as well be we're running over but yeah but yeah it's um i think it's uh it's harmony it's harmony mm-hmm. just i mean you're in the flow you really are Mm-hmm. I just like the music metaphor better than anything I've ever said.
1: Yeah, it's it's really beautiful. And it's really beautiful to see people playing it. They're understanding, they're hearing it going, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, and falling yeah. in love and really falling in love with themselves, with their life.
0: Mm. Yeah, nothing else works until that happens. Right. And nothing else works at all.
1: Right. Fall in love with it. Fall in love with you. Fall in love with with everything that's been given to us. Fall in love. That's where it's at. Girl. Girl. All right. Well, with that, I love you. <laughs> I love you too. Thank I'll you. See Bye. Bye. <laughs>